Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Higher Priestess. I've already said welcome. I said I wouldn't say welcome because we're trying to make this casual. <laughs> but welcome to Higher Priestess. Casual is not what's going through our veins when we start recording this. It's so intense. It's three, two, one. Press. Have you pressed it? Yeah. Take one. Hello. It's very intense. And I hate saying welcome because it's like, do I think I'm sort of Graham Norton? Like, welcome to the show. Like, <laughs> it's very strange. But welcome to Higher Priestess. I'm Persephone. I'm Erin. And we're stiff as a board. (laughs) (laughs) And we're honestly stiff as two little boards. (laughs) So this episode is a very special episode and kind of a very different episode because we're doing assumptions and a bit of a Q&A. I'm really excited. I I was nervous. Same. I'm shitting myself. (laughs) As we speak. Because we put a little question box out saying like ask us questions and stuff like that because this has been very requested and you guys have really come through with some good questions so. And some hilarious responses as usual. Wouldn't expect anything else. Yeah so you're going to get to know us a bit more in this episode which I feel like you know us quite well already from our opinions. You definitely know uh, a weird bizarre um kind of facet of us that maybe no one else Mm -hmm. in real life would ever know because it's just like (laughs) honestly start recording god knows what you'll say word vomit honestly it comes out of my mouth before i've had a chance to think about it i'm like oh shit okay that's out in the world now (laughs) so you're gonna get to know us a bit more we're gonna have a good chat i think let's get straight in so one of the ones that i loved so much i'll read it out word for word absolutely dragged us no less. <laughs> I think this is directed at you when you said you were putting crystals in the bar. <laughs> oh, I've got them right next to me. Got a little rose quartz and a citrine next to me right oh, now. Oh, stunning. This person said, why have you gotten into crystals? Middle class craze? Spiritual drama? <laughs> obsessed. <laughs> and I say yes to both. Truly obsessed. It definitely is a middle class craze. Yeah, should we talk about it? Well, why have we gotten into crystals? I do genuinely, I think when they said spiritual drama, it's like, yeah, for the drama, like the drama of it all. We love tarot and all kind of spooky things. Yeah, fun fact. Yeah, fun fact. Also, if you didn't know what Higher Priestess is about, it's based on a tarot card called the High Priestess, which, I mean, everyone unsubscribes right at the second. <laughs> I was like, what? I thought it was like two stoned female priests. I thought it was, yeah, it was like, no, no. <laughs> So this is a weed podcast. But it's a kind of card of like, it's like a card of like huge female empowerment. And we just kind of love that <laughs> card. So we were like, cute. And Priestess, we've kind of appropriated it and made it a bit fucking cooler. Yeah. Rather than, so we're higher than the high Priestess. Higher than high. Bitch. Crystals. Crystals, huh? <laughs> so much to say. <laughs> <laughs> 
little things. <laughs> when when did you get into crystals? Well, I actually kind of, I've loved kind of rocks, a bit of geology for quite a while. My sister had this big collection and my mum was an archaeologist. So, and my dad was also an archaeologist. So they, there've always been kind of a lot of rocks. Yeah, about pebbles. Were there really? Like around your house when you were younger, were there like rocks and stuff? It's always kind of a thing on walks that my mum's like, oh, look at this lovely sarsen stone. Let's pick that up and take it home. And you look at it and it's like a giant fucking boulder and you've got to carry it to the car. So it's a lot of things like that. And then where would it go in your house? There are loads on the doorstep and things like that. Oh. My mum gives them to people as presents. She gives people big, big rocks and her friends will fucking love them. And I'm like... That's quite cool. You can't give people a rock for a present? Well, they seem to be loving them. She's doing something, right? Yeah, but it's kind of her, like, wacky... Kooky. Wacky ass. She's like, oh, <laughs> look at me giving you a stone. And they're like, oh, what am I so like? crazy. <laughs> yeah, Just crazy of... random me. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Oh. Rock women's coming along. <laughs> but yeah, so I think I've always loved them in that way. But crystals definitely became a thing with me and you. I think crystals really, we really upped the ante on crystals when we became friends. Well, we kind of started a page over it, which was weird. We literally monetized. Oh, we, we always say that we started monetizing our friendship very early on. Immediately. Well, so everyone, some other people said, when did you meet? How did you meet? Etc. We met at uni. But we, when we became friends, I would say about four months later we started higher yeah we started monetizing early like on. when we became close it was like should we start a business <laughs> like well i guess there's nothing more to do <laughs> <laughs> and we just became business partners but wait when did you start getting into crystals i think i started like trying to understand crystals a bit better when i um went for my first tarot reading when i was 18 years old would you say there's a bit of irony in how we like crystals? Because I almost do it with a sense of like, it's so absurd and I almost don't believe it, but there's this huge like appeal of the irony of it. Yeah, I think it's in a way a bit performative. I think it's completely performative, but that's part of the love. Yeah, it's part of the love and it's part of like an expression of I identify as someone or I would like people to identify me as somebody that is like slightly into crystals so I'll pay like three quid for a tiny little crystal that will sit on my desk (laughs) because I liked some of the words that it had on the packet like yeah and I'm fine with that like I'm happy to participate in this like quite pathetic (laughs) thing aspect of our lives (laughs) it's so pathetic but there's something really fun about like the intention aspect of it as well I love putting a crystal like under my pillow and shit like that it's the ritual it's funny to me to take crystals like if i'm going to something where i know i'm gonna feel anxious yeah you do don't you i take three crystals in my bag everywhere i go i take (laughs) name three things you don't leave the house without (laughs) rose quartz (laughs) but basically everywhere i go i will not have my i will not not have my citrine with me yeah. Which is hilarious. I put it in my bra. Like, it's kind of a weird... It's kind of a joke that's become almost like an OCD tendency. It's interesting, isn't it? Well, it's kind of a harmless thing until, yeah, I guess if it becomes like... Until you're walking around and a citrine falls out of your bra. <laughs> yeah. That's quite gutting. You spill your bag and it's just like full of like fucking marbles. <laughs> I once was wearing it in my bra, honestly sounding absolutely nuts. And I was wearing a jumpsuit. I know the one. My denim jumpsuit, you know the one. And 
it fell out of my bra, <laughs> down the leg, and came out of the leg of my jumpsuit. Trickled all the way down. <laughs> I felt it ping pong, ping pong down, the, down my body. Fell out of the leg right next to my shoe. Stunning. But do you think it's severely a middle class thing? Because I think it's like embarrassingly middle class. Yeah, most things are. Most kind of Instagram aesthetic things are. And it's a luxury. You're spending three quid for a piece of rock. Okay, this one I loved. <laughs> I haven't thought about what I'm going to say. Uh, best and worst sexual experiences. Oh, God, I saw this one and I was trying to think. Okay, I can tell you my worst. Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah, go on. <laughs> Definitely you start. Well, I mean, disregarding, like, this is, like, actual sexual experiences, not, like, sexual harassment and shit like that. Consensual, we're talking about. Exactly. Um, okay, this happened... I actually don't know when this happened. I don't think I've ever told you this. Oh, my God. So I'll start the, I started off by saying, I felt quite ill. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I felt like I could be sick. Okay, great time to have sex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then, also, this was with Jack, but he has no idea that this happened. As in, it happened. That's how amazing I am, that this whole thing happened and he has no idea. I don't know whether I want to say this anymore, but it's fine. Okay, yeah, so he didn't realise that this happened, which is, I think, a great performance from me. <laughs> Yeah, one of the best good performances of my career (laughs) okay so I felt quite ill I felt I felt a bit vomit and so that's obviously a perfect time Mm -hmm. to suck someone's dick this is gonna go badly it's not it's not gonna end well so that's that happened and then I was like Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Honestly, sips. She's sipping tea. Sips tea. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh god, I'm getting hot. Oh god, I'm getting a bit hot now. Thinking about it, I'm <laughs> sweating. If you imagine like a chipmunk, Al- Honestly, Alvin and the chipmunk sucking a big dick. <laughs> Alvin, Theodore, and the other one, Simon. <laughs> Alvin, Theodore, Simon. Who's the one that wears glasses? That was me, basically. Big old mouth full of probably like fucking pasta no. and like fucking Doritos and shit this like that. Is yeah. Bad. <laughs> also, all on me. Like, it's not just like, oh, boys are so gross. Ha ha ha. It's like, no, this, this was me. Like, this is all me. <laughs> is your whole dinner? I, I held, yeah. So it was still, everything was still in my mouth. Everything. Yeah. As in, like, so around, around the penis. Mm. There is a load of vomit now. Oh my god, it's really bad. <laughs> That's really bad. Kind of, can I say this? I'm sweating. Um, I'm fully sweating. Oh my god. Um, like, kind of, could he got an infection? Like, I don't. <laughs> that can't be safe. That's bad. When around the penis, there are like bits of pasta. Vom. And so on my way back, I had to really suck down and pull back and then swallow it down. <laughs> Just take it all back where it came from and take it down. Honestly, like the tide going out to sea. <laughs> takes with it the rubbish of the day. Honestly, the tide going out, that is hilarious. Mm, it's a long time, not that long ago, but it's long enough ago. I think if that happened now, I'd probably be like, I'm just fucking vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> 
on on the dick around the dick that is hilarious. but i really he had no idea he was having the time of his life so it's also quite hilarious that you didn't <laughs> that you didn't like just spit just spit that everywhere oh <laughs> you kind of like okay I'll take this on me to take to absorb this all into my body. Honestly, talk about the male gaze. It's like that doesn't make for a good show. That was probably my worst. Although it wasn't really bad. Like I found it funny. Like it was. It's just vomiting isn't nice. But that is absolutely my funniest story of all time. <laughs> but really, kind of like create a seal around yes. it and pull it back in suck it all over suck it disgusting me awful sorry guys it. well that is amazing what about you <laughs> so i take your vomit penis and i raise you <laughs> i raise you a breastfeeding situation oh my god <laughs> well, it, basically one amongst the mediocre situations stands out as just horrific in the sense that I actually don't think we had sex in the end, but it was kind of <laughs> you didn't I know you didn't because I know what you're gonna say can we say because he's a virgin <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true God, oh well I wasn't gonna say that for his own protection he might not be anymore but basically when this was happening I didn't know this but it turns out later we did find out that he was a virgin I thought oh and by the way we're using virgin in like quote marks yeah and I was like oh goodness okay he had never had sex before and Sefi didn't want to be his first no I don't want that pressure at all and oh my god but it was very he was very fixated I would say around the boob area in kind of a sucking way but kind of what I was saying afterwards to Erin was it was almost like the last time he saw a boob, it was as a child, as a baby. <laughs> so the next thing that you think when you see a boob again, you think, what do I do? I guess you latch on. Suckle. I guess you latch on. <laughs> Honestly, suckle. And there was a point where I did kind of, he was sucking and I just, just thought, I guess I'll cradle the head. <laughs> so I was sitting in my bed. <laughs> Stroking his head. Cradling little head that's sucking on my boob. And I just didn't have the heart to tell him what is going on here. <laughs> oh, my God. Obviously, no milk. I mean, he was must have been right there. No, so. I hope not. Poor guy. Oh, fuck. And I think that ended quite abruptly with just me being like... You fell asleep together, though, no? He, did he fall... He fell asleep on the tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he fell asleep eating. <laughs> Rock a baby. <laughs> um, no, it kind of just ended with it was just very anticlimactic, and I was like, right, okay, I think I'm maybe gonna go to sleep now. Oh god, awful. Really How did you get situation. out of that situation? How do you wrap things up without it being like sex? I was really quite drunk, so I don't think it was even okay a thing. It was just kind of a... I guess you're just kissing for quite a long time. It's just like, right, get your fucking hands off me now. <laughs> yeah, like, this is this is very much done. This is the end. <laughs> this is the end of this situation right now. I love it. Well, those are some bad ones. Hope you enjoyed those. <laughs> Honestly, how do you unhear something? <laughs> They're both quite bad. <laughs> maybe I should have... Go, I should say, like, maybe I should have said, like, a warning. Like, you might not want to hear this. Next cue. <laughs> okay, this is a good one. Secrets you've kept from each other slash scandals between you guys. Oh, I was racking my brain for this. You said you had something because I was like, I need to try and think of a scandal. Well, I saw someone said, um, 
have you ever been annoyed at the other person and not said and I thought immediately that not that I have but that you would immediately think of that time where I've got no idea what you're gonna say (laughs) I just know you felt immense guilt (laughs) (laughs) when okay we got quite a we got some really decent feedback on something it was really really fair criticism Mm. And so I wrote like a big old, like a PR statement, big old thing. What is like, this? What did I they can't say? If you don't remember, what is this? It was <laughs> honestly tearing you up. I wrote a big old, honestly PR statement, like press conference. I yeah, you remember. I remembered. Oh god. <laughs> I honestly did a full on press conference. In the comment. Thankfully, the person saw it, liked the comment, and I was like, okay, great. So they're happy with that. Let's see if they say anything else because I want to make sure that they're happy with 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 it because it's important yeah so i saw they've liked it okay then i refreshed it i thought let me see if they say anything i was like hang on where's my comment gone i was like shit like <sighs> their comment's still there i was like what it's deleted oh my god i was like i'll ask sefi like maybe she didn't agree with my comment like maybe she didn't agree with the point the guilt's eating me alive already <laughs> what happened on your end sefi <laughs> so what happened on my end let's throw it back take the story start two days before two uh, two days earlier so we were in the midst of mercury retrograde uh, the one of the worst periods of our lives that hits us hard every time by the way we kind of say this in a similar way to the whole crystal thing said with so much irony and an absolute joke. said with a big old smile on our faces worst time of our lives Nothing happens at all. But for the my, the narrative of our lives, the worst time of our lives. But basically, all my technology was fucking up big time. I This is the worst bit of it all. This was bad. The story starts with me having the worst constipation of my life. Oh my God. Oh my God, I forgot that part of the story. This was horrific. I genuinely thought my stomach was going to explode. I hadn't done a poo in three days straight. Three days straight. And I was... <laughs> lying in bed and I honestly thought I was gonna have to call a fucking ambulance I was like what the fuck is going on right now I wonder what caused that mercury retrograde I guess (laughs) it must be the retrograde and I got up in the middle of the night because I was like I actually have to sit on the toilet and like do something about this (laughs) I'd taken so many laxatives like my housemates were laughing because I had probably I was taking you were overdosing I was overdosing on laxatives. <laughs> it's a bad mercury retrograde when you're overdosing on laxatives. Yeah, and I was sitting on the but nothing was happening. I was like, this is a fucking nightmare. And it was... Bear in mind, it's like 4am. It was four in the morning. All my housemates were asleep. They've got work in the morning. And I'm just like on the toilet, like crying, like, fuck my life. My <laughs> stomach was exploding. Like, it honestly felt like the worst pain in the life, in the world. I went to the cinema to go see Parasite with my friend. Wow. Really cool. We were on reclining sofas and all I was thinking, really good film, but all I was thinking is, fuck my fucking life. I want this to be over. Mm-hmm. Um, so sitting in the toilet, what falls down the toilet, <laughs> but... My phone falls down the toilet, completely broken. So I'm running to the toilet, crying in pain with a fucking bowl. But I had no rice. I put it in (laughs) paella rice, like a plate of paella rice. Like it was awful. Cooked? You put it in a meal? (laughs) I cooked a paella and I put it in (laughs) It was awful. So I got lost in this few days. I lost my, I got lost in Piccadilly Circus, started crying. I had no phone. I had the instructions written in a notebook with Cardi B's face on, crying, crying, crying. That was really bad. Running up to strangers going, hi, do you know where Shaftesbury Avenue is? 
<laughs> so bad. Half an hour late to the cinema. Awful. Another cinema trope, different one. Um, so it was a terrible, terrible, terrible state of affairs. Um, so I had a new phone by this point. My mum had mailed me a very shit kind of iPhone 3 that was cracked all down the screen and literally the touchscreen... I mean, the configuration was <laughs> And boy, did we pay the price. <laughs> boy, did Erin personally pay the price with this. So I logged onto High Priestess on this terrible phone, which I should never have done. Never have done. You honestly never should have done because it was bad. It was so bad. You were making moves, all the wrong moves. And I thought, oh, wow, she's done a lovely comment. I'm just reading Erin's comment through. <laughs> Then suddenly the phone, it starts. I see it bubbling up on the phone. A big dark cloud (laughs) smokes over you. Before I know it, the phone is crashing. It's glitching out. Crash, 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 crash. I turn the phone off. But it's too late. And I think never to be logged on again. I log on again. (laughs) Two minutes later. (laughs) It's too late. The damage is done. And I see, where's Erin's comment gone? And I thought, there's no way I could have done that because... I didn't press anything. That's weird that she's deleted it at that moment. How strange. A few minutes later, I get a text Marion. Did you delete the comment? I thought, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, yeah, I accidentally deleted the comment. <laughs> it, was, oh, it was stupid on my end because I would normally prep something like that and write it separately and then paste it into the comment box. But I didn't. I just went for it. I just wrote it all out. It was quite a beautiful comment, I'd say. Now it's nowhere to be seen. It was stunning. Well, I got halfway through, never to be seen, never to be heard. Really important as well. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, no. Honestly, don't apologise. The guilt eats me alive. (laughs) I knew that that would be... Oh, I thought that was where your mind would go, but I guess you'd finally forgotten it. And here I am, just (laughs) taking it back up again. Like it was just yesterday. (laughs) Um, apart from that, that's the only, like, scandal I can... It's not even a... Like, I can't think of a single scandal. I couldn't think of any because I just think we have a very direct and open form of communication that if something... It never ends. It's never ending. But if anything is at all gone under the surface, it's like, right, can I call... Yeah, but it's never really between us, right? Have you ever thought something and, and not told me? Surely. Have I ever thought something and not told you? I don't think I have, no. I think you would... I think I would just say it straight away. It would just come out because ultimately... I'm kind of incapable of... If I have if I have something, something I'm actually incapable of yeah. holding it in because I'm not carrying that in my body. Am I mad? Well, also, the business would suffer and it can't. Not to our baby. I couldn't do it to hire. I don't have the savings. It can't, I can't afford this business to suffer. Okay, the next one we love because we just love ourselves so much. Uh, A comprehensive list of your top priestesses, please. This is iconic. This is everything. To be honest, I mean, we're going to do a whole thing and be like, priestess is all about like self, just empowerment, blah, blah, blah. But really, a priestess is just anyone that we look at and point at and go, yeah, you're a priestess. (laughs) I like you. (laughs) Yeah, you're all priestesses by, by miles. The name no one consented to. (laughs) oh they called us a priestess again gross (laughs) so who is your ultimate priestess i know like your nan is your ultimate priestess but relatable celebrity i mean relatable celebrity is sophie turner i think rn i think yeah i think she must top them all the ring to rule them all there's i have so many i really do have so many honestly and in the darkness bind them I only know that from that film, The Interview. I don't actually know it from Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Um, So Sophie Turner, I think, 
who's yours your biggest one you're gonna come up with a good one i can see that smirk on your face the cogs are turning <laughs> i think <sighs> this that's what i mean there's so many fuck okay my ultimate priestess someone that i love so dearly and just think they are so amazing is jonathan van ness from yeah. queer eye jonathan from queer eye I think is one of my ultimate priestesses of someone that I just think has, if you've read his book over the top, everyone should read it. It's so stunning. He's just faced so much in his fucking life and he's so amazing. And I just love his whole attitude and I follow his hair regime so strongly, <laughs> so carefully. Stri- I'm strict about Who it. Who else are our top priestesses? Just basically everyone. Anyone you see on the feed. Well, they're all our classic priestesses. There's fucking Gina Martin, Florence Gibbon. Yeah. Slumflower, Monroe. They're all in there. They're all in there. But my dr- my top, top yeah. priestesses is like Jordan Peele. It's kind of just, <laughs> exactly. It's kind of anyone that we like. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, the Jonas Brothers are the biggest priestesses. <laughs> Kevin Jonas. <laughs> You're a priestess, dude. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We made a list. Do you remember? Me and Erin sat down when we decided we were going to monetize our friendship. And we thought, let's monetize this. Um, straight straight away, we wrote, we got this purple folder. Do you remember it? I actually have it right. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. I'm going to get it. Can you read from it? Yeah. Oh my God. I haven't seen that in so long. Look at the notes. <gasps> oh my God. So cute. So the, I'm literally, I have the folder in my hands. Oh my God. This is, all the pages are laminated. Can I just say? <laughs> <laughs> we are ridiculous. So. God, I hate us. We've put, we've got a page that says only amazing people. Number one on the list who now follows us, which is really iconic gina martin and underneath we've written inspiring fighter beautiful goddess <laughs> oh i don't know if we can read this a bit <laughs> number number two is caroline lucas the green mp for brighton and hove oh my god stunning oh i miss her and we put angelic sweet compassionate kind <laughs> what's wrong with us truly angelic you know why i loved her so much i actually had the pleasure of meeting her 
actually many a time. And one time someone came up to her. They were a kid from Sussex Uni, the same as me, the same as you. Mm -hmm. And they were like, please, can you... I think I've told you this before. I just found it really amazing. This kid came up and they were like, it's really important that you change or just upgrade or give us an option for like the trans community as in like Mm -hmm. clinics for the trans community because at that point they were having to go from Brighton into London and for some of them I mean that's not an accessible trip like it's yeah it cost it it just costs money just going there and it's just overall like not the nicest it's it's just not the most pleasant experience it's just it's ridiculous it's kind of ridiculous why should you have to do that yeah like you living on this earth is an inconvenience to you every day you encounter a reason to not be yourself it's not nice it's just one extra thing where things aren't set up for you and it shouldn't be like that yeah well this might seem quite (laughs) underwhelming now but what i did like from caroline was that she said i'm gonna have to be honest with you i i'm not i can't do it she said (laughs) (laughs) and i loved it no but i thought it was really important that she said she said like i have she, she said i take this every week i take this in and i fight for it and right now it's not shifting. And I'm, what I'm not going to do is promise you that if you vote for me, then within my next, mm. do you know what I mean? Within the next election and I get my seat as an MP or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, within the Green Party that we can promise you this because I can't promise it to you. Yeah. But I can promise you that I'm doing everything I can right now to try and make it happen. And it's very much not just on my radar, but something that I really, really care about. I thought that was great from her. Just, we love someone who doesn't lie. Yeah, and she's up against a load of fucking Tories who don't care whether you live or die so she's genuinely a good if anything they just want you to die yeah genuinely they just (laughs) it would just be better if we all died (laughs) that would probably make their life easier so if you don't know caroline lucas go check her out she's fucking insane we've also got a load of other people ariana grande's on here miley cyrus rihanna we've just got a load of cool people on there okay this is a funny one this is quite a good one i've changed my mind biggest learning experience from a romance Oh, biggest learning experience. Obviously, I mean, I don't know if I've said this before on the pod, but I did have a boyfriend before Jack, which is crazy because I was so young. You have actually said that. Yeah, and I could give a story about that, I guess. But to be honest, it's just the classic lessons of just you're a kid and they're a kid. And it's just like, what do you think would happen if you were with a 15 year old boy? Yeah. Which I often actually think with Jack is like, I was with you when you were a 15 year old boy. (laughs) and I still liked you then. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I can like you when you're a 15-year-old boy... Yeah. I must like you. <laughs> a 15-year-old boy. Well, I was thinking yesterday... Was it yesterday or the other day? If I was 15 when I got with Jack and I'm 24 this year, that's crazy. It's because someone else said, how long have we been together or something? So we've been together like eight years and I'm 23. It's crazy. Um, It's a long time. A lesson... Okay, I think my biggest lesson from romance... I mean, there's just so many. I guess my favourite lesson, because it's not necessarily the one that I think is most important for you all to hear, because if it, if this was a fucking self-help podcast, we'd be here all day. Okay, so my favourite learning, I think, which is funny, actually, because it's actually something that Sophie Turner said, so it probably resonates with me in some way and makes me like her more. Because she said that... Um, It's a bit different. If Joe Jonas loves you, I mean, (laughs) it is a compliment. (laughs) Versus if Jack loves you. I think when you see... So I'm coming from a perspective of being with someone for eight years and it's a healthy relationship. When you see somebody love you, 
and you know that they love you in the way that you love them it's kind it's just like it's affirming it's very yeah life affirming yeah and it's beyond like getting your self-esteem from somebody else it's beyond that it's it's like the cherry on top do you know what i mean it's just like it's the dessert as um Cher would say yeah it, it's literally like okay well that's like a glass of champagne then like okay well i've made my full meal so i can digest myself but you can be the nice kind of glass of champagne that is just so it's just like oh i can't explain it god that's so such a great way of thinking about it yeah that's the biggest learning it's just like okay i love me you love me we all love me brilliant Br- honestly brilliant 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 i'll take another yeah <laughs> Please, sir, can I have some more? Can I have some more? Yeah. What would yours be? I've spoken about this before a little bit on the podcast, but I think it took me ages to not see a relationship as, like, a weakness, as, like, a huge sign of, um, like, that you're, you believe that you're inadequate and you need someone else. Just because I've seen a lot of people settle for scrappy dappy do's in relationships and not mm-hmm. even scrappy do's but kind of people be like i just want a boyfriend and it's like don't be dumb what do you mean you want a boyfriend what's his name you fucking idiot <laughs> that's the last thing you need right now hun <laughs> <laughs> so i've met a lot of people like that so i kind of have always had a thing that's like i just do not need that and therefore i do not want that yeah because i remember saying to you well what's so bad about wanting something more remember and you were like oh god yeah because it's kind of like i think i have confused want and need because i certainly don't need it definitely but i think it was like it got to a point where i met someone i was like "Mm, okay it took a lot for you to um like almost admit to yourself that you would actually want that person to be in your life because you translate that to be like a dependency exactly i very very much know how to function on my own in my life um and be very happy in my life and then bringing someone else in feels like a whole kind of like wait now i've got to compromise that i have to now compromise what i want to do to fit in with you you weirdo (laughs) why why in your right mind would you do that but then i started to think because you want to and that's fine and also to deny yourself of that want is a failure in itself it's a crazy thing to do who would do such a thing (laughs) Yeah, who would do such a thing as that? So I think I've had to come to the place where I don't see it as weakness to have a boyfriend because I think I very much viewed it as, like, weak girls depend on their boyfriends and I will never be that person. And then I realised, oh, wait, some... I'm not a weak girl. So it's come. It, that was one of the big things that I've learned. I think that leads on to another question that we got. Erin, are you worried that when you are older you are going to look back at your time with Jack and wish you met at a later age so you could have some alone time growing up? Love you guys so much, FYI. Ha, ha, ha. Love you more. I, well, you, can I say, you said to me, like, oh, that question's like... Well, I was like, can we set, like, I kind of feel like it's like, do you want to talk about that? It's almost like, oh, shit. Well, yeah. So I didn't even think of it in a bad way because I feel like it's such a thing, um, like such a common thing and and I was saying to Jack so I said yesterday oh it's funny like someone said blah 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 and he was like well what are you gonna say (laughs) (laughs) that I hate you and I'm breaking up with you obviously um (laughs) like are you worried I'm like yeah I'm worried (laughs) to answer the question I think to be honest worried is the last word I would use to describe how I feel about my relationship 
the timing of my relationship, the person that I'm everything just worried is the last the last thing on my mind. Yeah. Um the the way I see it is I I'm enjoying myself and I have been enjoying myself for 8 years. So, yeah, I mean, if I I could have been enjoying myself in an alternative way, but that's fine. Like it doesn't I could have been enjoying myself in an alternate way, but that's fine. As in when I'm at Thorpe Park, I'm not wishing it was Christmas day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, both are fun to me, but I'm happy with yeah. either. You're on stealth wishing you were on Colossus. Exactly. Like, it doesn't work like that. Both different types of fun. Sometimes you want the corkscrew. Sometimes you want a big up and down. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't... I'm just not worried. I'm not worried. And if you were worried, end it. Sack it off. Run away. Move country. Change your name. Start a new life. <laughs> yeah on your own to be in a, in any situation where you're already happy and then to be thinking oh could I be happier somewhere else it's so love island it's so love island and could it's... your head be turned <laughs> even though they're 100% your type on paper haven't watched it in years don't think I'm going back to that place. no <laughs> back to the villa <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> it's such a weird impulse in in humans to be happy with something and think could I be happier with that and it's like I completely understand it If you're happy in your situation, then you're happy in your situation. It's not this weird ranking of happiness. Yeah, I think if anything, I feel um, lucky about the timing. I feel really grateful to have had that timing because, yeah, I could have met him now and that would be great. But it's like, oh, I got the extra, I got the extra years and it's been so fun. Like, it's just, it's just that simple. I just don't have worry. So fun being sick on the (laughs) day. So many good memories. <laughs> Great memories. <laughs> that I, I know you guys can't see it, but Sevy just did an amazing motion as well of like kind of um one of those machine claws that you get in like an arcade. <laughs> and that's I think my mouth around penis. That's your mouth and then you pull yeah. it away. So I mean it's just good time. I mean I would highly recommend it. But I think I think it's just us at fifteen were a good match, and it's just worked out in a way that us at twenty three is still a good match. And I I'm not saying that I recommend it to everyone to get with the same person at fifteen and stay with them their whole lives. But for us, it's worked out so far, and yeah, I'm happy with it. Also, you have a very unique relationship because I think a lot of people would hear, "Oh God, you've been with the same person since you were fifteen and think of a couple that are very like emotionally unevolved and kind of haven't had the chances, Mm. the chance to meet someone else. But you and Jack have both evolved in separate ways and had, in a way, quite separate lives as well. Like you going to uni and he's had a job in London and you've stayed together throughout all of it. You've both evolved in different directions, but parallel. Yeah. So it hasn't been, it has never been like you've been stagnant. Definitely. And so you've stayed together out of habit. It's not that vibe. Yeah, it's funny actually, because I was thinking the other day, Jack is really like emotionally intelligent and a really, really good communicator. Not Scorpio. (laughs) Um, Scorpio, then not Scorpio. Um, Yeah. And so the other day, I'm not going to say too much because I don't want to put this person in it. He was on the phone to his friend at like, so essentially, this guy is one of his closest friends and he just had a pretty a milestone birthday on his own in quarantine, in lockdown. He lives alone. Um, he has a good job, but he has some mental health struggles. It just he struggles mm-hmm. in his life as men do, um, even though you would think this guy's got most things going for him. So he, Jack was on the phone to him the other night on his birthday. They started the phone call probably like half ten at night. And Jack, I actually recorded parts of it. Jack didn't get, Jack didn't know that I was doing that, obviously. 
<laughs> I actually sound like the worst girlfriend ever. <laughs> I've like bugged the whole room and I'm just like vomiting on his dick. And here's a clip. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was just listening thinking, God, you're an amazing communicator. And when you love someone, you will make sure that they think your whole world is dedicated to them. He just was giving for hours and hours, just making sure that he was okay. The guy was obviously really drunk on the other side. I mean, God knows. He was just... And it was quite a worrisome situation in many ways. And it was it was just nice in a way to see... Because Jack is, like, around me when I'm, like, having my breakdowns. And I know that what he's like in that situation, that's fine. But to see him do it for someone else, it's like, oh, no, you're actually just great. Like, you actually just care about people. Like, oh, I don't know, it was just really nice. So... That's really nice. I just think Jack's... We're good at speaking. We're good at getting things out in the open, on the same page. And we get along. Mm. So if we get along, I don't see an issue. It's kind of like the alternative is, okay... I still love you, but I'm breaking up with you because I kind of had this weird, um, vague vision mm. that I could be happier yeah. in kind of the unknown. It's like such a vague promise of happiness. And I think as humans, we're always striving for this like image of kind of vague success and vague happiness. But it's like there is no image of that. And if you are happy in your current thing and you feel lucky to be there, guilt and kind of worry being piled on and fear is just such... Yeah, fear. It's honestly a recipe for misery. Honestly, a recipe for disaster. And I think I said in one of the other episodes that Jack and I help one another be better. As you've said, like we've been, we've had our separate times, like we, and we still do have separate parts of our lives and can be our own human beings. But when we are together and just our relationship as a whole, we are bettering the other person do you know what i mean like we can hold each other accountable and yeah it sounds really gross but inspire the other person to be better because when i do hire jack is my biggest fan of hire for example jack is my biggest fan in life and is making sure that i'm doing things and that i feel brave enough to do things Otherwise, I wouldn't do things. He always says, it's kind of a joke on Jesus, but he kind of says, Jesus gave you a mouth, you should use it. (laughs) And we're kind of taking the piss out of God. But (laughs) um, the sentiment holds true. You were given a mouth, you should use it. And if your boyfriend is saying things like that to you, why are you going to be like, oh, but I could be, I could be kind of getting choked by somebody else. And also there are just good aspects of everything. Like there's good aspects of being in a relationship. There's good aspects of being single. There's good aspects of having a job. There's good aspects of not having a job. Like, But mind your business. Like kind of if you're, if you're having a good aspect, you don't need to be looking around for other good aspects. Just enjoy. Just keep progressing. It's like don't go looking for this vague promise. And I think so many of us do that. It's so similar to the thing I just said a bit of, a while ago of someone saying, I just want a boyfriend this vague promise of when I have a boyfriend, I'll be happy. It's like, you are barking up the wrong tree. You're barking up the wrong tree. Like, when there's any kind of marker of happiness that's outside of yourself and outside of your current situation, you're doomed. You're absolutely doomed. And also happiness is not like a a destination that you can finally get to and then just live there happily and nothing will ever change. Like, you can't place happiness... We say this all the time, but you can't place happiness and, like, success on, like, vapid things, i.e., oh, my God, I'll be so happy if I just, like, lose an inch on my waist. And then you lose an inch on your waist and you turn around and you realise you don't like your legs now, so now you've got a whole other thing to fix. You've got a whole other thing to work on. You've got a whole other thing to be miserable about. Like, humans are fucking shit at being able to just be happy with what they've got and keep their eyes 
to their own lane and not be worried about what everyone else is doing, what everyone else thinks of them. Like, it's very easy to find a flaw in everything in your life. It's so true, because there are so many markers that I have now reached. Even think about higher. Mm. It's like, okay, when we just have got the ebook, when we've got um, validating out, I'll just be so happy when we've got validating out. We've got, we have self-published a fucking ebook. We've done it. I've done it. Oh, fuck. Like, I now, I just want to do um, an event. I just want to do an event. And then we've done the event and it's like, very quickly falls through your fingers and you're like looking at the next thing. It's crazy, right? So just allow yourself to be at Thought Park happy. You don't have to worry about Christmas Day. I actually think I heard this today that's like happiness. I know it's from my Enneagram thing and I was mm. like, this is so, it's such a basic thought. It's so basic. We've heard this, but it kind of just hit me in the right way. If you're trying to build your world from the outside and bring it in, you're not going to get any happiness. But if you are building your, mm. words, your world from the inside out... Yeah, I love that. I've never heard that before. Me neither, but I was like, that's so it. So you're not trying to build your world by adding stuff to increase your internal happiness. You have to be bringing your insides out and create your world from there or you'll never never be satisfied it's so true and thinking about the markers of success everyone's like right if you've got your boyfriend you've got your house you've got your kids you've got your job you've got your car you've got your dog yeah it's like wait, but do you actually want any of that think about what you want and go from the inside out it is hilarious that because i think there are a lot of markers that i see people with those markers and just think tut 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 you absolute fool <laughs> you absolute honestly fool. you've gone for the things you've gone okay so happiness society has told me is success and i would get a lot of pats on the back if i go for i've got a job that pays me a good amount of money i've got my happy happy relationship that is very good on it looks very very good on instagram i've got a fair few followers and i get a lot of likes on my pics and my family are blah blah blah, blah like whatever and i've got a house it, it's just a bit like it's such a sort of thin formula yeah it's like a very thin segment of what your world could look like and it's very yeah. funny that that's the one that kind of is the most controlling to women specifically it's like you will go down this exact route and you'll have your children and you'll have your dog and that will be your life yeah and i'm not saying that that doesn't lead to happiness but it's only allows a very it's almost like um you've got your eyes open like 10 percent, but they could be the whole way yeah you're shrinking the map yeah exactly you're you've got a very closed world map on so now your margin for happiness is a lot smaller than it could have been because you could also happiness is also incredibly complex biological like um chemical things are going on there as well with happiness but <laughs> science, science guys it's science <laughs> and like, the stars may not have aligned like it could be mercury retrograde and you can't shit for three days um <laughs> but mercury retrograde it's like i think the way people view happiness <laughs> and success is to be honest, so patriarchal, like so thin and so um, like the the vision of how if my grandma or not my grandma, if well, to be honest, someone like my grandma, a grandma could a grandma design my perfect life for me. It would look very flimsy and like something that I wouldn't really want within my fucking sight. I'd like get that image out of my sight. Yeah. A lot of how women's happiness is built on passivity, like being passive and just going with the flow and pleasing everyone else. Something that ticks boxes. I can't. I can't relate. Sorry. Okay, this one I thought was good just to clear up the rumours. Confusion. (laughs) The nasty rumours. Would you guys ever date girls? I feel like you spoke about this on the podcast before. Can you clarify? Yeah, well, I'll clear up the rumours. Yeah, I would absolutely date girls. I do date girls. I date girls and boys. The range. The range. (laughs) Uh, Her mind. A variety of people. (laughs) And yeah, 
What about you? Would you date a girl? Um, I'm not really dating. <laughs> no, true. I don't date much. But- um, I don't think so. But it's just not something I would ever... I would never think about dating a boy either, to be honest. Also, I just think the way I view it as well is very not serious. It's very not deep. It's very much not a thing that kind of mm. plagued my mind of... Has to be explained. Very much being, why would you not explore the whole options, of, the whole world of... Yeah, op- expand your margin, yeah. Yeah, it's like, why is my world so small? I want everything. I want yeah. everything. And I like everything. Yeah. Why would I not want everything? Why do I just want some things when I could have everything? Yeah, and the some things, listen, the options. From over here, the options aren't looking good. <laughs> I've seen this dating thing you guys are doing. It's not looking good. <laughs> yeah, it's not a thing that I label at all. I think that's a lot of people's experience. And I think the more, you know, the time goes on and hopefully people learn to be more, I'm rolling my eyes, more accepting and not as to be honest not so many cunts in the world i think it will become a lot easier for people to have different experiences with their sexuality and for it not to be questioned and also just like the desire to box people in is something i really resent and i think labels can be so empowering and so important but i find any um attempt to put me into any specific group really oppressive in anything if someone said to me oh you solely support um labor you're not you solely support labor's views you are a member of the labor party it's like well actually i like a lot of the green party's policies yeah i completely agree with you and that's totally i'm hoping that as time goes on and people stop being such cunts it's just any experience goes as in if you want to label yourself cool if you don't don't if you're straight whatever stop talking about it like let's just yeah (laughs) zip it shut boy (laughs) but i wonder actually just picking up on something that you said about being boxed and being labeled for your sexuality would be oppressive and that it's not deep to you i wonder if in a way that is part of you can still benefit from the straight privilege because you don't have to label yourself as bi but you can still scroll on tinder completely yeah i think i i do access a really particular point of privilege in that i very much present in the world as a straight female and i can access both like i can the night before be kissing a girl in a bar like getting with a girl in a bar and then walk down the street the next day and no one is calling me like a dyke because I present as femme. But it's a really interesting, I completely agree that it's a real privilege to not have to put a label on my sexuality in any way. But still extremely valid. I love it. Should we wrap it there? I've had so much fun, the most fun. And I I hope that you have enjoyed getting to know us further. Yeah, even the parts that I'm not proudest of. (laughs) Even the parts that made you sick (laughs) um thank you all so 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 much for your questions and all your messages and when you listen i just honestly can't cope i love it i absolutely live for this so great so stunning well we hope you enjoyed thank you guys so so much thanks guys and we'll see you in the next one stay safe out there stay alert Stay alert, as Boris Johnson told (laughs) us. Stay alert, whatever that means. (laughs) Right, bye. (laughs) Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com